Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey. That boy is crazy. Judd Zolgad. I like the guy, yeah. but he says goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, Dave Harrigan's got some questions for us. This is going to be unprecedented questions, it sounds like. Yeah, we're diving deep into game show question mashing together. It's going to be incredible. We're going to start, however, with our Minnesota Twins. And I'm going to look into the crystal ball and tell you that the Twins are going to complete a sweep of the Detroit Tigers. All right, so they'll win today with Barrios on the mound. They'll win tomorrow. They'll be two and a half games clear of the Tigers after this series on their way to Cleveland, who, let's just say... Cleveland lose, loses one of their next two here against the White Sox. So the Twins climb to, uh, let's see, it would be four games back of the Indians going into Cleveland this weekend. Mm-hmm. I will also tell you it's a guarantee the Twins do not finish the year second place in the AL Central. Okay. More likely first or third. Um, now that Miguel Cabrera is out for the season, I would say first. I think it's. I think it's pretty clearly by the end of the year, Indians and Twins above all the other teams. So I would say I would say first, if it can't be second. <laughs> I mean Detroit. Detroit's been playing incredible baseball considering their roster, and now that the guy who had maybe a chance to carry them throughout the rest of the year, now that he's gone, I fully expect that to be a ninety-plus loss disaster. Yeah. So. I don't think the Twins are a 90-plus loss disaster. I think they've, they've got some guys they can still call on to. Nick Gordon, uh, Byron Buxton, you'd think, is going to come back and do something in the second half of the year. I think there's more boosts than anchors coming for the Twins. So I would say I would say first. Yeah, that's right. We're going to win the Twins. We're going to score. Mm-hmm. We're going to win Twins. Uh, the Central, the AL Central is awful. It's embarrassingly bad. It's terrible. Uh, so it's first, but let me say this in saying it's first. That is the worst thing that could possibly happen because this franchise needs to be able to trade players and it needs to be able to move players for prospects. The franchise is, has a bright future if you can move players. If you're in first place, you can't. So it's first, but God forbid that happens because it's a bad thing. God forbid God they win forbid, the division. God, God forbid, forbid win the this division. team wins that division because it's nothing but heartache then and it sets you back. 
Falvey, Levine, and I would b- all be crying at the same time if this team actually did what, that. What, which is ridiculous. What would be what would, bawling our one eyes one out? One of the three most ridiculous things you've ever said. No, on the show. it's not. It'd be awful to win this division because you'd go absolutely no, nowhere and you wouldn't be able to move the parts that you should move. How could you guarantee that if they were to win the division and get to the actual the the, the oh, DS round? You're of coming. Playoffs? You're coming from a division that is an embarrassment to baseball. What would you have said about the 1987 Western Division of the American League? 1987 Western Division of the American League was not very good, but I would not say that it was an embarrassment to baseball. And that Twins team was not... sure that, about that? that? Wait, 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 wait. Here's the key thing. That was... Wait, 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 wait. That Twins team had a lot of young parts that, that was coming up that I liked. This team has a lot of movable parts that I desperately want to move. Wait, the 87 Twins team had You still had Gaetti and the, Herbeck But this and team Gagney. doesn't have young parts that you this like? Team, this team has... A lot of parts I want to move. This team has Dozier. I want to move him bad. If I can get something for Lance Lynn, I want him gone. If I can get something for Lomo, I want him gone. This team has a lot of parts that I want to be gone and I want traded and I want to open up payroll. The 87 Twins team, as far as the position players went... You'll open up payroll regardless, so that's... I know, but I'd like to no, I'd like to trade guys. But the '87 team, look at them position wise. That had a lot of nice young parts of productive players. So does this team. Sano's not. Buxton's not. Rosario is. I like Kepler, but no, no, no. This team, you do not want to make the playoffs. You want this team to be able to dump <laughs> as much as possible. The '87 team's not a good comp. I was there. I saw it. It's not a good comp. Oh, I was there. I, I, saw I did. It. I saw it. You were three years old. This you were is, pooping your pants. This is revisionist history. No, it's not. If I've ever no, heard it. it's not. The American League Western Division had seven teams in it, and the winner of the division was eighty-five and seventy-seven. But look the at twin. the compo- but look at the components of that Twins team. That Twins team had good components to it. So does this team? Not. No. 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 It's not the same. Sano is failing. <laughs> Buxton is failing. You've got Rosario. You've got a nice pitching staff, which which is fine, but what I want to do is I want to build off this. I want to build off this team, and so does Derek, and so does that. We're on the same page. Okay, the, the 87 team had a starting second baseman that batted two i I'm not saying they were perfect. The catcher batted one ninety one, But the first baseman the, was very good. The shortstop was very Dan, good. The third baseman was Dan good. Gladden, Dan Gladden was, still, was a nice player. Dan Gladden had Kirby a 670 Puckett. OPS, now, which is abysmal. And uh, and no, the pitch and the, and the pitching staff. Could you let someone no, else I'm not speak stand, for once I'm in your life? For this. The the pitching staff. May I let someone else speak? Yes. Huh? Listen back to the show today. Jeff Reardon. What are you talking about? Jeff Reardon was the closer for the Twins team that year. We've talked about this. He blew ten saves. They're starting pitching. Yeah, Burp Lilevin at age thirty six was fine. He was not the Hall of Fame caliber pitcher he was. And and Frank Viola was really the only true top end starter on that on that squad. You can make a case this pitching staff is better than that pitching staff. Not yeah. even a case, it is. Pitching this is a better is. pitching staff. Right. And you could also make a case that that lineup was well, I mean, no, they won they won 85 games in the regular season. They got hot at that home. That was a nice They lineup. got hot at that home. That was a nice team. Yes, they did. So to say that you'd rather trade Logan Morrison than have the Twins win the division is I want to Absolutely no, no, absurd. no, no, no. This is not a playoff team. This is not yet a playoff Wait, team. Wait, but that's I, not the argument. I am. <laughs> I do not want this. Yes. To, what's the argument? You just talked yourself into the most. This is not a playoff show. team. This okay. is not a playoff team. Judd, I, I just explained to you why the '87 team was different. Stop. We all agree it's not a playoff team. Okay. The question Dave asked was first or third. First or third. I said first. Okay, but, but I don't want but, that. But then you created an argument that was I'd rather them. 
miss the playoffs and trade Lomo, correct? Then no, I, win the no, division. You no, you weren't. And then listening. by the end of the you argument, you said again. it's not a playoff you, team. This should not be a playoff team. Yeah, that's my point. But the, this should. But, I said it would be a tragedy should, if they make the playoffs. But the precise a tragedy. It would be a tragedy. <laughs> it would be. It would be an insult to everything about baseball. <laughs> I just explained that to you. And I explained to you why the teams were different. You didn't listen. You went and by looked the, up your stats. By the end of your argument, an argument which, by the way, was I'd rather them trade Lomo and some other players and Lance than Land win the division. Dozier. Yes. Than win the division. Yes, I want to be able to get By the those. end of the argument, you said they aren't a playoff team, which we agree on, but that's, that, but that's, like, that's, that's like what I said. That's why. Component that's why that you didn't don't exist wanna, in your original argument. No, 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 no. That's why you don't want them to be a playoff team. They're not a playoff team. They shouldn't be. The American League Central is so bad right now. That Dave's question is not completely crazy. The 87 division was atrocious. But one of the worst in the history of baseball. You're not listening about the roster construction I'm trying to explain to you. Quit looking at the stats for one second and listen. At first base, at shortstop. At third base, in center field, you had a Hall of Famer. You had far more components of a team in, in 87 that you wanted to keep intact. Kirby Puckett in 87 now. is basically the same player Eddie Rosario is in 2000. We just don't know that... At that time, the Kirby went out of the Hall of Fame. Wait, wait, wait. You're still not listening. I'm telling you they have more components of what... The 87 team had more components of what you wanted. This team doesn't yet. It will. It can eventually. But that's why I want this team to miss the playoffs and be able to make deals. You have to listen. You have to listen to me once in a while. I was there for it. You have to listen. I was there for it. You have to slow down and listen to me. Would you have made the same argument in 87, Judd? (laughs) No. I mean, would of you have argued not. that this team should win the division or you need to not. miss so you can make deals? Back then, I would have. I actually said back then, you had, because that team came up in 82 together. So you, you had the components of a lineup at that time that were very competitive. Why do you that think was far, that was far more lineup wise? <laughs> that, that team was farther along than this team is. That doesn't mean this can't be a good team. But why, why do you think in, in moments where I disagree with you, mm-hmm. let's have a show meeting here, in moments where you think I disagree with you, yeah. why do you think I don't listen to you? Because you like to look up, look up stats at that time. Okay, but I can do like five things at once. I'm a radio host who right. pays attention to the clock and to Dave. But I feel, to- I feel like there's times where you get stuck on your point and you don't want to listen to my point. And my point comes from a depth of knowledge of having been there in this case. Okay. That's why I think Ooh. sometimes you don't listen to me. He went age card on you. I just want You're just I just a young want, whippersnapper millennial. Well, you were three years old at the time. It's not your fault. I, I, I mean, I just want it to be known that in June of 1987, Judd Zolgad was waving a homer hanky because he thought that team was going to win the World Series. They do I made. think this team is going to win the World Series? No, I do not. But if the, if the original argument was, and the, and the only two outcomes are, you get to win the division, and that's a guaranteed outcome, or... You can choose to not win the division so that you can trade Logan Morrison and 41-year-old Fernando Rodney. And Brian Dozier. That, There's po- that, you, would There's choose, two that you would choose, but if they couldn't get anything two years ago for Dozier, they're not going to get anything in a month for Brian Dozier either. That And my, and my point that. is that that is ridiculous to me. Get to the playoffs and have a great time. You're not going to get a top-notch prospect for any of these I players w- anyway. I would prefer to continue to build things to make make this a long-term competitive venture. And I think that's the entree to do it. Question number two. Do you think Phil has a hard time listening to Judd, or do you think that Judd just doesn't like when Phil disagrees with him? Put up a poll. We can make a poll out of that. Put up a Twitter <laughs> poll on that. Let's find out. 
Should we break before we get to question two even? Uh, we can do that. This is very aggressive. I like it. Judd went aggressive. Judd lashed out. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast <laughs> Studios. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. Just have to make a little time to do it. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. Ready to be back in business or what? On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is brought to you by Lakeview Pharmacy, now offering a low-cost alternative to Viagra. Go to lakeviewpharmacy.com to learn more. All right, what's the poll you put up? Mackie and Judd poll. When <laughs> Phil Mackey and ESPN Judd argue, and I actually wrote what they argue. Oh, no, I, typo. Don't worry about it. I what is it. usually the problem? Simple. A, Judd is wrong. B, Phil doesn't listen. We're up to 14 votes so far. That's a pretty good start. Only 23 hours left. Phil doesn't listen in the lead at 64% to 36%. Huh? What, what, what was the poll again? It's <laughs> funny. Uh, I see what oh, you did yeah. there. Mark tweets in what Judd is, is basically implying is that he'd rather take a chance on a low-level prospect than a playoff run. As unlikely as the playoff run is, that's... Like, to complete the playoff run. That's what you play for and why you collect these prospects, which is true. Uh, other people are saying this ranks up there with Judd saying the Golden Knights winning the Cup so soon would be terrible for their franchise. <laughs> so it's difficult. You make the Cup the first year, Cup final first year. Don't if the, forget, Peyton Manning still made a mistake coming back after winning the Super Bowl. Well, I'd, yeah. st- I'd stand by that to this day. The uh, argument made after he won the Super Bowl. Yes. yes. Corbett says if the Twins winning the division is a guarantee in this argument, which it would be, then yes, you'd want to. Number one, the staff has Barrios who can match up with any opponent's ace in the postseason, which is true, uh, which evens the odds. And number two, it'd be easier to attract and retain free agents at better value in the offseason. I don't know about that part of it, but it would make your franchise appealing if you were to go out and have a conversation with somebody. So. All right. Well, I'm, we got, st- I'm sticking by my my claim. I think that I think my argument there isn't like we disagree on it. I think it's the fact that every time I disagree with you, you think that I'm not listening to you. Well, I think in that case, it can't ever listen. just be that like you are. That's not true. Being there, disagreed with. No, there have been things. There have been times that we've disagreed before where I've said, you know what, I, I think that you've got a very good point and you're right. Okay. In this case, I just happened to bring that up again. Phil doesn't listen, now up to 76% of the vote to 29. <laughs> Judd is wrong. It's like a marriage. It's just like a marriage, boys. Question number two. I was at the DMV the other day taking care of the uh, license plate tabs things. And walk in, and they've got a, instead of the old just pull the number deal, it's now digital. You have to walk over to this big, you know, touchscreen computer thing, and there's eight different options. You're there for tabs or new plates or a marriage license or a passport. You got the whole deal. So you got to mm-hmm. type one of these, and then you got to uh-huh. do a thing, and then, then it spits out a number. So you've got the one desk, the license desk. This is the one that there's 100 people waiting in line for. And then over on the left side, you got the passport desk which didn't see a person in the entire one hour I was there. Yes, I was there for nearly an entire hour. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I there. shouldn't say it didn't see one person. It did see one person. A woman walked in, didn't realize you had to type, you know, you check in on the computer, and just walks and stands in line over at the desk where there's <laughs> nobody waiting. My God. Simply a woman on our computer who then looks up after literally eight minutes, I timed it, eight minutes and says, oh, ma'am, I'm sorry, are you waiting for the desk? Yes, wow. yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, you need to go get a number first. Oh, my gosh. Force the lady to walk over across the lobby, get the number, and immediately then saw her at the desk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so wow. not surprising. Wow. My question is, 
If the DMV is not the worst place on earth, what is? <laughs> I had to think of this for a little while, but I found, but I found it. Because the DMV is awful. It's not good. But the worst is, especially if you find this out after the fact, a dry wedding. If you go to a wedding and they don't have alcohol, it is the worst. Because I don't care that you're getting married, and I don't care that it's your big day. If I can't get drunk, I ain't happy. I never knew they had dry weddings. I've never dry been weddings, to one. Yes, yes. And so you get dragged to a wedding, which can be bad enough, but then when you show up and people are all happy and they're celebrating and there's no alcohol... Worst place on earth. <laughs> Could you just apply for you like that any place with no alcohol is is potentially in line to be the but, worst place on earth? But, sure, but especially if you're expecting it, you know? So you like, I mean, the, like if the very definition of is you're doing this because there's going to be booze and there's not, oh, that's awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> like if someone invites you out for burgers and you realize they meant IHOP. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very much so. Well, I, I would think that if you knew that, because you would know that the wedding is dry before you go there, so you could prepare in advance and have a flask in your jacket or something. Yeah. That's pretty easy to fix that problem. Mm-hmm. Here's a place <laughs> you can't really fix it. So it's phrased the worst place on earth, right? Yes, if it's not the DMV. I'll give you the worst place and time on earth. Oh, specifics. The 60 seconds right before a testicular exam at the doctor's office when you're going for your annual physical. When you both know that it has to happen, you both know that you're going to drop trowel, awkwardly turn to the left and cough, and there's small talk being made. There's, There's doctor trying to make a natural transition so it's not super awkward, even though it really is wildly uncomfortable. That's the worst place on earth. Those sixty seconds. Boy, it's hard to argue with you right there. That's a very I'm compelling. Getting, compelling. I'm, I'm then, getting close to a worse one than that. At fifty. Oh, but they, I think they'll, they'll might, give you drugs for that one, won't they? I they'll let you pass hear, out a little bit for that one. I still hear it's not. And I hear it's you awful. don't have to make eye contact. I mean, you don't have to do it in this case either, but it's much easier to. And then, not to mention, <laughs> once it's over, you both have to pretend. Like, one of you wasn't just cupping the other's area mm-hmm. and feeling around for that, 20 seconds. That's their job. They're well paid to do it. Doesn't I think. make it any less comfortable or any more comfortable. Huh? <laughs> it is uncomfortable. That's a good answer. Final question. <laughs> You've heard about the Tiger Woods yacht, $20 million mm-hmm. yacht. He's got docked outside Shinnecock, about 20, 30 minute drive away from what I hear. Nice little place called Privacy. Well, I think we should play a little game show. How much do you guys know about what $20 million, $20 million gets you in a yacht? Wow. Okay. Closest to the pin style, Phil versus Judd. Who's scoring this? I'll score it. Okay. I'll do my very best as I go here. We'll start with Phil on question number one. How many guests can Privacy cater to at a time? And this is sleeping quarters, so obviously you can get a lot of people on. But how many people, guest, does privacy sleep? Wow. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 20. Judd? Um, <clears throat> let's see. I've seen a bolt that's not a Just uh, answer. 30. All right. It's 10. <laughs> Only 10? Yes, it's 10. I'm not impressed by this boat. No. How many crew members? Oh, more. How many crew members are required to operate? Privacy. Judd, you first. Um, 15. 
Well, if it only sleeps 10, I'll say 12. Hmm, interesting. Not a bad guess. Nine is the correct number. Nice. Uh, there is a three-person elevator on privacy that can get you all the way up to the top deck, which features a hot tub made for how many people? However many Tiger Woods wants to fit in there. That's right. Perkins waitress, Ember's waitress, I hop, I bob. Phil? Oh, I've gone first the last, uh, or have I gone last the last couple No, Judd, Judd went first Judd went, the okay. second yep. one. You so, went first the first. So uh, back I, to was, you. I wasn't listening, so I know. I'm sorry. See, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say a hot tub for six. It's a smaller hot tub. Okay. Only for six. Yeah, I'll go eight. Judd nailed it. It is an eight-person hot tub. <laughs> Two more to go. In millions of dollars, how much money annually does it cost for upkeep, gasoline, Paying the crew, etc. Holy cow! In millions of dollars. In millions. A uh, million and a half. That's not millions. That's a million and a half. <laughs> that's a binding guess, though. Um, well, <laughs> million. What? Two, two million. I'll win. The, I'll just win the game outright. Congratulations, Phil. You've nailed it at two million. Is that right? Two million is the correct number. Yes. Oh, nice. There you go. It's in millions of dollars. In whole numbers, six point three eight five nine two six. That's expensive. <laughs> All right. Final question: How many gallons of gas? How many gallons of gas? With how big is this tank we're talking on privacy? Well, let's see. A Corolla is like <laughs> ten gallons. And uh, so it's the Corolla's 10 gallons. And how big is this, this yacht again? 30 feet? 155 150, feet. 155 yes. feet. My Corolla. So it's 155 feet. And my Corolla is probably what? 10 feet? 10 to 12. Sure. 10 to 12 feet. So 10. I'm going to say there's, it's a 150-gallon tank. 150-gallon <laughs> tank. incorrect. Judd, how many <laughs> gallons is this tank of gas? On privacy, Tiger Woods, $20 million yacht. 100. Oh my God, you guys are so stupid. 12,000. Oh, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Phil. A terrible <laughs> guess. <laughs> yeah, Judd's guess was even worse. Even worse. Right, thank you. Thank you very much. That's right. Oh, I'd... there. Please. All the studio audience came in. Congratulations. Please. Wow. Now that we've decided the. Oh, speaking of intelligence tests, has the Mensa. Results email come in yet, Max? Uh, I checked like 20 minutes ago. Still not there. This wow. is a joke. Yeah. So they have not delivered on their 24 hours. Did you delete it? Did it go to your spam folder? Oh, I guess I could check spam. Check they, the spam they folder. They did say check spam. Okay. Oh, you got to check the spam folder oh, for yeah. sure. No, still not there. Oh, not there. man. Yeah. Mensa people can't even read a clock. Let's I go mean, here. It was kind of a weird website. We were doing that <laughs> test on. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hal says, wait, Phil, do you make eye contact during that physical exam? <laughs> Not on purpose, but you're facing forward, and sometimes, I don't know. Wait, look at me, Doc. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look me Let's in connect. the eyes. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. That is good news. On 1500 ESPN. You do life. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I like these guys, but sometimes they think they're too damn smart. Mackey and Judd. Dummies. Mm-hmm. On 1500 ESPN. One, two. Uh-oh. Oh, that didn't look good. Uh-oh. That's that bicep. Yep. That Uh-oh. did not look good at all. He's just He's walking He's walking away. off the field. Here comes Doug Teeter to take a look. Yeah. And Cabrera's just simply going to walk back 
into the clubhouse. Oh, my goodness. Immediately, he dropped the bat, and you could tell right away he was done. He had bicep tendon rupture. It's going to be surgical. It'll be season-ending. Um, um, and that will all be done here in the next few days. The doctors are all getting all that stuff together, but definitely a big blow for our ball club. Yeah, Brian Murphy, our buddy from TwinCities.com and the Pioneer Press, is is out in Detroit. Has anyone checked on Gardy after this news? Like, I'm worried about Gardy after Miguel Cabrera just was deemed out for the season yesterday. Well, I'm going to check in on him probably at about 4 o'clock and see if he went out on a bender last night because this is definitely not the news he needed to hear. I mean, they are already kind of a pop pop gun offense as it is um he's got him running around stealing bases playing small ball and still scrapping and now you just lost your big bopper and the other thing is i mean it's he's he's been breaking down over the last couple of years cabrera and they still got i think it's at least three maybe you've looked it up three or four years and 140 million dollars or so to pay this guy from an extension that they signed i think three or four years ago uh they're going to be on the hook for a long time he's breaking down and uh I don't know. You might see Gardy getting tossed a couple more times now if the edge would <laughs> But, Murph, the Tigers got one thing going for them without a doubt. The use of bullpen carts. That brought a tear to that. my eye last night. The, the fact that Rodney came in on it, I absolutely loved. Can we now encourage the Twins and, and Dave and the entire crew there at Target Field to introduce bullpen carts? Because the only thing that the Tigers don't have, though, is at least for, for their cart, they need a big tiger cap or something, but they find. Right. But somebody in the American League in the junior circuit finally has a bullpen cart. So let's get them all throughout the league now. Yeah, it is just your standard uh, golf cart, though. There's no logo. There's no hat. There's no frills. It's it's just your stand. It is blue and orange, so it does sort of match their colors. Um, it also didn't really speed up the game much last night that I could tell. It was about three hours and thirty five minutes. Um, you know, so it, it, Rodney came in. Between innings, it's not like they needed to speed that up. Um, but I know, I, I, I hear you. This is maybe there is a trend starting. I don't see the Twins jumping on board right away, but maybe there will be other teams falling in, falling in, falling in line. And what is the history with you in the bullpen card anyway? Why is this such a? I just love why it. Why is this such a? Because it's fun. It's a fun thing. Odd obsession. When, I would say when I was a yeah, kid, a little bit, and in my youth back at the Met. They they used to have a bullpen car, and it was I think a Cadillac that they would yeah, bring. Yeah, they used to be those big long you know boats. Yes, I mean they weren't just golf carts; they were like sedans. And and on fan appreciation night, as I recall, that car would would then be raffled off. But I want to go back to the mid-70s cart with a big cap, and I just think it's fun. I think baseball has so many opportunities, Murph, to be fun. I I want things like that just because I think it's a fun thing. That's the only reason well, why. And let's be honest, it can also be monetized. Sure it can so be. So there's a way for that as well. So if they find a revenue stream, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys know about the rally goose. You know that goose that flew into the scoreboard here oh, yeah. about a week or two ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, selling, uh, they're selling goose collars and uh, T-shirts and... Uh, I think maybe the the raccoon might be next. I don't know if the Saints well, are going to co-opt that or the Twins. The Saints definitely changed their Twitter name to the St. Paul Raccoons last night. So, but I think you know, I think the raccoon story that popped up last night that definitely rivals the squirrel that used to roam around Target Field in 2010. You remember the squirrel, the rally squirrel? <laughs> before they took this is before they took the trees down in center field. No, see, here's the problem. I have a hard time getting 
you know, all soft and cuddly about these. I had squirrels and raccoons in my soffits a few years ago. These things are vermin. They deserve to die a cold and lonely death, not to be celebrated oh. as cute, fuzzy animals. See, it, Sorry, and you know, I put that out there. <laughs> put the hate mail in my in my box. It's coming. I know it. But. You know what? I I don't think I. First of all, um, always be honest. We appreciate the honesty. It's funny how we mostly hate raccoons and think they're just detestable until oh, there's one that's outside of like three feet of bulletproof glass on the outside of this building. Look how cute it is. Maybe it can climb to the top. Yeah, they're scavengers. You know, wait till they're in your garbage cans or they're up in your in your attic, <laughs> and then you're going to get a pistol out. And you're going to hope you you know you can aim well. No, I had issues with them a couple years ago, so I just I found that story yesterday just a little bit over the top, as it were. It is incredible, though, on that topic what we what we become enthralled by now. I mean, last night on Twitter, that's all I saw, and I'm not talking about in town here. I'm talking about national news outlets. I'm talking about celebrities. It's 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 bizarre what what captures our attention now. Well, it's a shiny new object, and it is a social media sensation. And hey, let's be honest; these are uh, these are well, how should we describe them? Caustic times in uh, in our era right now, right? Both politically and socially. And I guess maybe if somebody wants to have a few laughs, because normally Twitter is just full of misery anyway. Uh, I guess it's not that bad. Somebody did scold me online a little bit about that, saying, "Hey, you know, we 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 go through so much all day long." Let's just root for the little furry guy. And I thought, okay, fine. You know, I'll, 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 I'll be your huckleberry. That's fine. In fact, I'm just as guilty as anybody. I, I used the score or the raccoon in my lead for my story. So at least I, I wow. got something out of it. Look, Look at you. you. What a hypocrite. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. Amazing. Hey, what's, uh, is, is Byron Buxton anywhere near coming back playing baseball? What's the latest on him? No, they brought him out on the trip. They wanted to kind of, they want him working with James Rousen as opposed to just hitting off a tee or, or by himself back at Target Field. But, uh, he's destined for another rehab assignment, if, if not during this road trip. Um, probably when the, when the, the twins return back, they just wanted to get him out here. He's not any, he's not close to coming back. The, the news is much more optimistic about Joe Maurer. Of course, played two, uh, played both games of a doubleheader last night. He's scheduled to play first base tonight in Rochester. Assuming he can get through that without any recurring symptoms, I mean, he could uh, rejoin the Twins as early as maybe Thursday afternoon series finale here, if not Friday in Cleveland. When Murph, when, when Joe does come back, are we expecting him to DH exclusively? Because I, I would think that there does have to be some uh, some concern since he got hurt diving for a ball. Uh, are we looking at a possibility where he would DH for a month straight or something before he gets back out in the field? You think? I don't know about a month straight. If they if they're going to test him out today at first base in Rochester, I think they're going to try to get some confidence to put him in the field. Um, it's not exactly. It's not as if Logan Morrison is holding down either first base or the DH spot with an iron grip. Um, but I think I think they do want to be. They'll be more cautious with Joe just because he did get injured diving for a ball. But I don't think they're going to be to the point where they're just going to hide bury him on the bench. I think they're going to want him out there first because, frankly, he's he's a very good first baseman. And if they're not going to have him out in the field, I mean, that makes their defense a little bit weaker. Hey, I don't know if we've done much of this with you uh, just in our Joe Maurer conversations. Brian Murphy, by the way, from TwinCities.com and the Pioneer Press. If this is the last season for Joe Maurer, let's just say you know another concussion and contract being up and maybe the Twins want to move on and he doesn't want to play somewhere else, how will you remember his career? 
I'll remember his career of, in sort of what might have been, I think more so than anything. I think there will always be a sadness maybe and, and sort of a wanting with Maurer for, for obvious reasons. I mean, he was, he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. He was doing something. He was doing things that certainly American League catchers just don't do, um, hitting for average, hitting for power, hitting for driving in runs. You know, he's a fantastic catcher. And then there's that demarcation period of 2014 where his, his swing fell apart. He was hurt. I mean, they did, you know, I, I was going to be curious to see what he was going to be able to do this year in the field again. I think he was very close last year to winning a gold glove at first base. And you can make an argument that maybe he should have. I mean, that's, that's obviously not going to happen this year with the injury problems. That would have been fascinating to see, too. I, I believe we talked about this, that there has been no other player that's won a, a gold glove in two different positions. Um, like that. And for him to have been able to accomplish that, I don't think anybody would have seen that coming, uh, especially just transitioning to first base where everybody thought he was just going to be a placeholder. But I think because of what he, what he could have been, what might have been with Joe Maurer is always going to be that sort of thing. And it, it's not going to nag him. It's going to nag other people around him or people that, uh, you know, are close to him or, or who thought that this is a guy that, you know, put put 20 years in in Minnesota and probably be one of the greatest all-time twins. It's just not going to be that way. Your thoughts on the uh, Caps post-cup bender, Brian Murphy? I kind of love it, although I don't know what kind of a message it's sending at a certain point. I'm not concerned about uh, that. Somebody's going to weigh in and say, look, you know, this is all cute and stuff. It's all fun and games until somebody winds up in jail. Uh, but I, I do like the fact that I do like the fact that Ovechkin, I mean, here's a guy that spent, what, 15 years chasing this thing? And he's had some awfully disappointing flameouts in the playoffs. He's had to watch his contemporary Sidney Crosby lifted three times and, and also vanquish him several times in the playoffs. If you're going to win a cup in Las Vegas, you damn well better be bringing it into a casino at 4 o'clock in the morning. And if you're going to win the cup after chasing it for 15 years, you better be doing some cup stands in it, too. And, you know, again, in the social media era, uh, everything goes viral. I think it's I think it's been a fun story, but at a certain point, it's like, okay, somebody's got to go to sleep. I almost think we're getting to the point now where there's the one-upsmanship of what can you do when it's your day with the cup, and then how can you document it best on social media? Like, that's definitely becoming a thing, I think, year to year here as we ran. I mean, it's always been a thing to have the cup go around, but... There's there's a game of one-upsmanship here that I'm excited for, especially once some of these Capitals players start bringing it around. Well, that's the thing. I always thought you know they got the cup later in the summer. It's like they got the cup and they're not letting it go. Exactly. I mean, do they right. have any kind of a pecking order? I mean, they're usually that Phil Pritchard guy who was on the Mastercard commercials. You know, the cup caretaker is usually pretty stern about that. I thought they usually just present it at the game, and then at a certain point, everybody gets it later in the summer. But these guys aren't letting it go at all. I don't think it's ever going to leave the the roster. It I'm trying to look up like this guy's fun to me. This Phil Saturday looked like fun. I'm trying to look up this guy's salary, Phil Pritchard. Phil Pritchard. It's not. It's not enough. Yeah, I don't think not it's listed. People enough. have tried to. It's like it's. Oh, actually, here it is. Oh my God! How much? What's he getting? Okay, this is from June of 2016. It's from Yahoo Answers. Uh-huh. How much does the keeper of the Stanley Cup make? And uh, okay, someone someone says here that he uh, he makes hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year. What? Just to keep the cup. From getting stolen and to make sure it gets... Then I don't feel bad at all. $175,000. Uh, the head of the Hockey Hall of Fame makes $250,000. So they'll seem like pretty yeah, nice jobs, a, gentlemen. It's a nice job, but there's a lot of pressure. Think about that. If anything happens on your watch, uh, you're going to go down and infamy. 
175, though. I would have put it at, wow, that's really good. 175 right. to, okay. hang, to hang out with the Stanley Cup and obviously deal. to make sure it doesn't get lost in baggage claims. And it somewhere. might now. The Caps might. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're flying around, does he, does he get to fly private with the cup or do you have to take that thing and put it in the checked bag area at Delta like everybody else does? No, I that thing's not fitting overhead. Nope. I talked to him about 15 years ago. He flies commercial. It's got a special case. Uh, I don't believe it's scream Stanley Cup, although I think anybody could probably figure out if it's got an NHL symbol on it and it's the size of a casket that it probably is for the Stanley Cup. But, yeah, he said he flew commercial. Now, again, this was 15 years ago, maybe when he was only making 15 grand. Now that he's pulling down 175, he might be taking it on Learjet's. Yeah, I might I might try to bring that thing on. Like, go fly uh, Southwest. Maybe try and just buckle that thing. It's going in, to Russia now. Seat. O- Ovi's going to take that sucker home. Yeah, of course he is. So, yeah. Murph, uh, we'll, we'll direct people to TwinCities.com, Pioneer Press. You're covering the Twins Tiger series here. Say hi to Guardy for us. Thanks, Murph. Will do. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll pass along the condolences later. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and and make sure just for fun, just to uh, just to dust off an oldie but a goodie. Ask him a critical question about something that happened in like the sixth inning, and just see how much you can get him to snap back at you tonight. All right, I'll do that even pregame. I'll even right. get him going before the game. <laughs> All right, see, see ya, you, Murph. Bye. Right. Thanks, guys. Yep, Brian Murphy. One hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. That's not a bad uh, way to make a living. I, I doubt if it's a. Are you doing stuff twelve months out of the year? Like, are you doing anything with the Stanley Cup in February, or is it just sitting sitting no, around? No, you probably take it around. I think it. I think it does go on exhibits. So the answer might be yes, hmm. but that's still pretty nice salary to travel around Boy. with a cup. But there's always that sort of there's hu- pressure. But yeah, the hovering pressure of like if you lose it, you lose your <laughs> How job. How do you explain to, that? You don't. I don't think you can. Phil, where's the cup? Oh no, man. Or if an airline loses it or someone steals it from baggage. I wouldn't you okay, if you were to fly with that thing, wouldn't you could you buy like for for the cup commercially, buy a seat for it and put it in the seat? That's what I wonder. I mean, I wouldn't want to check it ever. Well it would serve many things could go wrong. It would serve two purposes. You could avoid having someone sit in the middle seat next to you, so you would sit either window and then you put the cup in the middle seat. I bet they do that. Uh, let's talk. Uh, we, we're going to have a Vikings minicamp update here. Doesn't sound like great news, good. according to the, the Twitter reporting that's going on. Let's talk for a minute about Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard, where you can find a full selection of great, durable, pre owned vehicles. In fact, I'm perusing around right now on LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Uh, there is a 2009 Corolla. So it's uh, it's nine years old. It only has a hundred one thousand miles on it, going for sixty four ninety five. And let me tell you, a two thousand nine Corolla that's going to be uh, especially one that's been serviced at Luther Brookdale Toyota that only has a hundred thousand miles on it. You can double, maybe even close to triple the mileage on that before you have to lay it out to rest. In fact, we had a Toyota. It was a ninety two Camry in our family. Uh, my mom had it for a while. Then I had it in high school, college. And then one of my cousins had it. And because of the great service department on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard and just the general durability of Toyotas, that thing went up to 285,000 miles before we found The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Now it's your turn. This is 1500 ESPN. Ever dream of playing a little football at U.S. Bank Stadium? We've got the chance for you. Sign your team up right now to participate in United Health Group's Touch of Football Flag Football Tournament. 
It's happening Saturday, September 8th. Flag football teams will take over U.S. Bank Stadium for this one-day six-on-six tournament, all to raise money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Team spots are limited. Get yourself and your squad signed up now. Details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Now, the poll that you put up, Dave, my girlfriend has chimed in. Oh, boy. Uh, when Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad argue, <laughs> what is usually the problem? Is it that Judd is wrong or that Phil doesn't listen? And she has chimed in and says it's that Phil doesn't listen. Yeah, I had a hunch. That oh, was yeah, she was going to do that. Hmm? That Phil, was a if, given. If the poll was when Phil Mackey and his girlfriend have an argument... What's the problem? Girlfriend is wrong or Phil doesn't listen. What would you vote? The girlfriend doesn't listen. <laughs> Option C. Oh, don't say, wow. Oh, no, no. Don't ever say that. Wow. Oh, boy, are you that in trouble. That might be even worse than girlfriend is wrong. Boy, are you in trouble. <laughs> hey, look, it's Pat Rice. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tiger yacht story? Oh, do we yeah. want a tiger yacht story? Actually, no, Pat. We'll see you later. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, grab a microphone. Louie Nanny, as he struggles through life <laughs> here in his advanced age, has a place in Florida, in, in Jupiter, yeah. on this bay, and then the, the big waters, the, right, right out over the sure. edge. And Tiger's yacht is in that bay, down below where Louie's 12th floor place is. Uh, and it's, it's impressive. There's a larger yacht next to it, at least when I was there last spring. Not this past spring, but the spring before. That is Elon's new boyfriend. Oh, right next, right, right, next, right next to Tiger? Right next to it. So you've heard of, well, to be crude, you've heard of penis envy? I think I we got just, yacht envy. I was just going to say, is it, is it painted got, in the shape and color of a <laughs> yeah. but the male new boy, part? But Elon's got a bigger one. And by the way, I was so at this place that Louie lives. Yeah. I was leaving, and there's an old matron there, a gal. You know, you know she's got some money, right? And she's got a dog, but more of a, it's, it's not in a stroller. It's in a, it's got its own little bed down there and she pushes it along like a walker almost. And she got the ugly little dog. And so we're sitting there waiting for the elevator. And I said, so ma'am, is one of those yachts yours? She said, no, I sold mine a couple of years oh, ago. Okay. <laughs> so you don't make yacht jokes down there. No sense of humor about the yachts? Well, yeah, she she smiled, but she thought it was a... She didn't know it was a humorous aside by a hillbilly from Murray County, Minnesota. I, I feel like the, these golfers, like Tiger and there's a few others, the, the Hamptons crew of golfers yes, here, yes. that... You it, want a, your Hampton Five? That's your Hampton Five, right? right? So, is it going to be a real a real thing that if you're not staying in a different area, that you might miss a tee time? Because Shinnecock is like two hours away from where some of these players are staying. Oh yeah, because of, of traffic. Yeah, uh, so Tiger Woods I, I, gets to park I, I never his yacht. was at an open there. I was one of Beth Page, but it's way up there, and and I think the roads into Hampton are two lanes. So I I don't know what you do. I mean, into the Ham into the Hamptons and then beyond. You know, this is beyond. This is damn near in Canada, you know. Where this, Tiger's yacht is or what? Well, where Shinnecock Hill is. Oh, I see. So, okay. But, and they uh, love Phil, right? The, huh? Well, these are folks that love yeah, Phil. They, everybody loves him. I, I don't know why. But I was going to say, why is, and, why is Phil loved? I don't know. New York, he gives you that phony smile and 
Then he used to rent those kids to run out on the, those little blonde kids and run out and kiss him. Man, they never got any larger. Every time he wanted, he had the same little kids running well, out. Well, they're still seven years old. Yeah, yeah right. That's great. He might just you be bad. You can't have some fourteen-year-old running out there hugging. You got to have little kids. It's like the it's the, the Culkin family, Macaulay. Yeah, right. That's what right. It is. Yes, right. Is Phil? Have we confirmed Phil's apparel? Now he was at the mm. memorial a couple weeks ago. He was not wearing the long sleeve dress shirt anymore. Mm-hmm. Is he going to? Come back with the white long sleeve dress shirt for the. I for wonder. The US Open. I don't know what the temp's going to be there. Uh, uh, I had Bob Herrig on Monday, and he said the wind isn't expected to blow that hard. Uh, you know, not that as, was not an all time bad look, though. That oh, puffy yeah. shirt was just awful. But I mean, he it was eighty five degrees yeah. at uh, at Augusta, and he was just sweating I'll profusely. I'll say one thing about the son of a gun. About I remember being at Augusta about twelve years ago. He still hadn't won a major. I can't remember when did he win his first one. I can't even. It was remember. like oh four somewhere. Yeah. There. He hit it in on number six at uh, at uh, Augusta, which is that par three with the green that goes, you know, uh, perpendicular. And hit it to about four feet and missed the putt. And I remember saying, this SOB is never going to win a major. And he's, what, five, six? No, I'm, all of them, but three masters. He's got six now, three I masters. believe. I think he's got six, yeah. Yeah, high but Thursday. This one, I don't think this one's. This course is too tough for him. I would think high on Thursday, seventy-eight, low seventies for highs the rest of the weekend. Well, so he could oh, get nice. away just from a stay warm perspective. If you get a morning tea yeah. time, oh. you might need those sleeves. Bust out the long sleeve. How about the wind oh, there, uh, sir? Wind fifteen miles an Ooh, hour Thursday. Twelve Friday, ten eleven. What so. about the barometer? I'm not going <laughs> to no, give you that. No, the wind is important. A little dew point action. <laughs> you don't build those courses. On the big water, not to have wind. Correct. That's the yeah, idea. Sure. That's why you're there. Yes. Correct. Anyway, yacht story, yacht envy. So, uh, good. I would if I had it. if I had money like that, I would paint it in the shape of. Mm-hmm. You know what I they want. used to say about a rich woman who got married twice to rich guys? She never fell in an empty nest, and that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that appears to be the case with Elon. <laughs> Uh, she's Pat, done just fine. Pat's back in a couple hours. Uh, if you want to hear us argue about whether I am a bad listener or whether Judge Bye, is Pat. wrong, go back and listen to the top of our fourth hour. And, uh, you know, it'll be ten minutes that you'll never get back in your life. And we'll talk Kirk Cousins tomorrow. Yes, we'll do it and tomorrow. It's a rough Actually, day it'll be more fun tomorrow with Chip Scott. Sorry, throwing a bunch of interceptions. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.